0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you're going to hear all about Belgian Boys, an incredible brand. You're going to be hungry, for sure, after you hear their story. And I can't wait to introduce you to my guest today. Anouk Gottlib is on with us today. Anouk, it's so great to meet you and see you. You guys can't see her. I can see her. But it's so cool to have you with us. So thanks for taking time to do the podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Justin, for having me. I'm so grateful to be here today.
0: I, I can't even wait. I don't know what a stroop waffle is. I, and I think I know what cookie tarts are and French... Cre- I know French crepes, of course. But I cannot even wait. I mean, for those listening that are like, Yeah, Justin, you should know what these are. I do not, but I can't wait to learn all about them. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to dive in. Anuk, how about share a little bit about your background before launching the business?
1: So my backgrounds actually totally unrelated to what I do today. Um, I grew up uh, in fashion. So that was what I saw at home, actually. And then um, I went on to study fashion design. Uh, so I was designing dresses, making clothes, sketching, wow. drawing, sewing, uh, conceptualizing. So very creative background. I want to say I also worked in, in that space. I worked at uh, the designer for the royal family in Belgium. I wow. Worked at
0: A nook. And Jeez. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, my past life, I call it. But uh, I learned so much in that industry um both about i think creativity and then about the work environment i wanted to create from that industry where i did not really have that i want to say and so um yeah got myself into cpg by being um actually someone's plus one on a journey. No way!
0: Okay, so tell me how that started. So you're in fashion, and I saw you went to school at the Shankar College of Engineering and Design. Very impressive. Um, mm-hmm. You're in fashion, and then you make this move to consumer products in the food space. Like, how did that happen?
1: So actually, uh, it happened on a plane um, where I came uh, to New York, and I was on a plane on a flight from Belgium to New York. And I met a guy. Uh, <laughs> that,
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, that guy was, is now my husband, but uh, Greg. Uh, he really uh, he went to Boston for, for college, also from Belgium, and was living in New York. He in college, you know, was just like every expat. I mean, I had a similar experience where you just bring the treats you grew up with for yourself to enjoy. So he was bringing waffles, cookies, treats, and his American friends in the dorms were like, Oh my God, this is so good. Where can I buy it? Where can I find it? Couldn't find it. Couldn't buy it. Like maybe, maybe I should bring it. And, and that's really an idea that stuck, um, back to that plane. Um, we met, I was in fashion. We started dating, whatever. And then, he was starting with this idea to develop it. And I was like, amazing, Greg, but you can't just put a waffle in a wrapper on a shelf. <laughs> we gotta make clothes for them. And that was really how it started, help being helpful with just helping my boyfriend make a brand, merchandising, creating a story behind it and sure. making bright pink packaging. Um, <laughs> That's
0: amazing. <and> a logo. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you never know who you're going to meet on the plane, for those that are listening. Uh, <laughs> pretty pretty awesome. Um, okay, so you decide we're going to bring the, the snacks and food that we got in Belgium that you loved and missed and everyone was wanting more of. Um, that's great. How did you start? Like, what did... What were the first steps and was there an like an initial product that you were like, we're going to start with this one first and then we'll figure it out on that one, like the chocolate coated Belgian waffle or like what did that look like?
1: Well, we started with with actually a wide uh, assortment. Uh, Gregory does the the product and innovation. That's really his part of the company. And we we started with a wide variety. I think it's really more where we place them. Uh, who our first accounts were, which is like you know we're in New York. It was just in the car and like hey bodega want to try our product, put it on the. Sh- you know our soup waffle uh, next to the coffee machine, and let's let's give it a try, right? That's sure. really how it started. Uh, I think really more what we learned from the assortment or or over the years is that what started as this brand border out of the nostalgia we had for our authentic treats was something that actually the American consumer cannot relate. So all the way it was marketed. You know, like very authentic, traditional, European. It still is all these things right now. But what we saw resonated with the consumer is like, this is a happy brand. It looks amazing. It's eye candy. It tastes amazing. I want this because it is a trade up from The nostalgia I have actually brand, an Eggo waffle, an Oreo cookie. (laughs) And I'm trading up from that to something that is more quality. So I think that's really more of the learning we had from how our assortment started to to how we, we talk about it right now.
0: Got it. And at first, were you bringing over finished product or were you making it here and packaging it? Like, What did that look like?
1: so we are importing our product it's still made in uh, in belgium france the netherlands uh, so we're in the fun world of supply chain and containers right, right now because, exactly oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine and um but early days of this right did you just buy product and have it brought over or did you already have your branding figured out did you do that here or there like what did that look
1: like and the branding was really I remember those early days. Is I was still working in fashion, and, and at night I was helping Greg uh, to d- design the logo and then work on the branding. And we just asked our friends, "What do you think of this? Maybe this, that, um, and, and that." First, initially was like, "Yeah, one container we did with all the products in them," <laughs> and that lasted us for so long. And, and over time, that grew. We're, we're, Yeah.
0: That's great. And what was the feedback from the? You you said you kind of went up and down the street to different shops to ask them to sell your product. Like, did you find certain things worked better than others in the early days?
1: Yes, definitely. I think we we learned a lot, right? A lot about that. That's, I want to say, authenticness that we brought. Uh, A small example I'll give you our Belgian waffle. We named it the Liège waffle. Now, Liège, you're like, what is that, right? Um, Liège is the city where the Belgian waffle is authentically made. We thought that was so cool that we named the waffle, the Liège waffle, where it's made from. What we did was horrible. We gave our consumer the feeling to be stupid for $4.99 because you couldn't understand. Like, you pick it up, you look at it, you're like, what is that? I don't even know what that means. You put it back, changed it to the traditional Belgian waffle. Sales went up. I think we went out of what we thought, but then the consumer and the feedback that we got is what we applied into just bettering ourselves. And, and that was crucial in those conversations with the retailers, with, with the consumer, because some things we thought were cool just didn't resonate.
0: Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, So fast forward a bit. You guys have been at this now almost eight years. It's amazing. Uh, You're focused on marketing at first, and then over time, like how have you guys divided up the work? You know who does what?
1: Uh, So Greg does product, yeah, supply relationship, everything that makes it look so yummy and mouthwatering. That's all him. And um, I manage more of um, the business, the scale, the team, growth, uh, where we're going. Uh, with my fashion background, I manage P&Ls and balance sheets. So that's always fun. You're the um, numbers
0: person. Got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and we have an amazing team that just are so smart. And, and I learn from every single day. And I'm just amazed and, and grateful that they joined us in this adventure. I
0: think it's really cool. I'll never forget. I did study abroad back a while ago. Um, and part of that trip was in Brussels. And um, when I was there... I, I I you know they had little shops and I had Belgian waffles and I was like you know surely this is like the waffles I had at home and this is again a while ago um, but they were not I mean it was something I had never had before and I couldn't believe it was so different and unique and that there was nobody in the U.S. doing that at the time and even fast forward a bit I I've been tra- I travel a lot for work and I still have a hard time finding that so I think it's a real opportunity right I mean it's that that's what you guys are are really leveraging.
1: Yes, I mean when we started, it was there was barely uh, any any European uh, or or the way we are doing it. I sure. want to say there has been more hype about products like soup waffles and uh, traditional Belgian waffles, and I, I really think we've had to create that. So it's it's very exciting. But the American consumer does recognize that european um quality and the better and, and the ingredients and also the taste profile that is it's more i want to say a bit refined in the product sure um and they do see it as a, as a more qualitative product than, than what's currently on the market
0: okay i i joked about this in the intro that i didn't know what a waffle was so share with our audience what that is i mean i see the pictures on your site but how would you describe so, uh- it
1: I would describe it as like yum. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yum.
1: <laughs> it's basically, okay, so instead of one waffle, you have two, which is already better than one. Right. It's basically two really, really thin waffles. They have like a grid shape. Um, it's a bit cinnamony, caramelly. And then in the middle of the two la- layers, you have like this li- this. this Gooey caramel inside. Now it's pressed, but the way to eat it actually is you take the, the, the soup waffle out of the package, you take a hot tea or a hot coffee, you know, at 4 p.m. when you're like, oh, it's this day, like, I cannot. when you need that little pick me up, that's when you have the soup waffle. So you put the soup waffle on top of your coffee for just like two minutes the steam of your hot beverage will then melt the caramel inside while the cookie still stay crunchy. And then you just like take it and you do this thing. And I'm doing this with my hand. Now. I know. Obviously you can see it. everybody's hearing, but it's just like, and then you open it and you know that caramel that slides open and that's how you eat a street oh waffle. And-
0: <laughs> okay. I did not know that. I mean, Taylor is on. She's our PR person here today. I like Taylor, I had no idea. Could you, I, this is like the best part of the whole interview. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> Anuk, that's amazing. I mean, but do people know that? Is that written on your packaging to do it that way?
1: It is. Actually, oh, good. I mean, so on Phew. the back of them, our packaging, there's like step one, step two, step three. Oh I mean, there's yeah. so, there are so many things you can do with through buffers. Uh Just recently, it was a National S'mores Day, right? So yeah. Just, we just took, you know, you can take two graham crackers and put a marshmallow and chocolate, or you can take two soup waffles oh with caramel gosh. inside oh, and caramel. put it in a I love like next level.
0: It's next level. Okay. That was really cool. I learned something new.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I
0: love me too. Um, so, okay. Talk about how you're going to market. Okay. You talked about early days. You're up and down the street. Hey, put this next to the coffee. But now... You're seven years in. So, what does e-commerce look like versus retail stores? How are you thinking about that?
1: So, actually, retail stores is really where we are having success. E-commerce is something that we have. It's more we see it more as a um, brand awareness somewhere where our consumer that can't find us in the store can find us. They can have that whole branded experience that in the store you just have a snippet on. Uh, but retail is really our strong suits and where our consumer is looking for us. I think. Uh, Where we were different right now on the shelf is actually with our breakfast. So I came to America and we had our product and we showed it to buyers. And buyers are like, oh, crepes, pancakes, waffle, your frozen
0: breakfast. (laughs) Frozen breakfast, right.
1: Frozen breakfast? What is frozen breakfast? I had never heard of frozen (laughs) breakfast in my life. Why is breakfast frozen? (laughs) And so (laughs) it's true. If you think about it, where do you buy breakfast foods in the store? Where do you buy milk, eggs, orange juice, yogurt, cream cheese? Refrigerated. So why do you make people... Walk across the store to that aisle way in the back, right? To buy complimentary items to that. Like, it, I didn't get, get it. But buyers told us your, your frozen breakfast. So that's what we did. But, you know, that idea of refrigerated breakfast, which is how we shop the product in Europe, right, right. it just never left us. And we kept pushing, and I want to say it took a long time. We did one Costco rotation in 2018, uh, and it did well. So we went back to the retailers, like, see, did well. they were like, oh, no, you're frozen breakfast. Oh, okay. Got to get more data of, um, Mm -hmm. actually, Walmart gave us a shot. We went into 65 stores, logistical nightmare, but we (laughs) wanted to see... Yeah. If it would resonate, right? right? It's So we really invested in that program. And over the past span of four years, we grew from those 65 stores to 1,000 stores wow. at Walmart next month. Wow. Um, That's amazing. And then we were able... To, thank you. It's, it's been, Walmart has been a really great partner for us at supporting this idea that we had. Uh, and then we replicated that with Target last summer Exceeding any expectations of velocities I've ever had, the consumer has resonated so well to finding the item next next to milk, next to milk and, and eggs, sure. which is where we place it, and they find it as just incremental. It's not do I decide if I buy eggs, yes or no. You're not going to buy three packs of eggs. You know how many so you buy your eggs and then you add so retailers are happy too because it's incremental to their set and this summer we're launching actually no yesterday Monday, <laughs> Monday yes. oh, Friday Monday we launched at Whole Foods oh, very so that good. was really fun um, wow. and um, we're going to be at uh, we're, we're at the fresh market with the refrigerated breakfast and we're launching at other retailers uh, in the in the second half of the year so super excited to to just build a new category which is refrigerated breakfast for baked goods I love that. and engage with the American consumer.
0: Really, really cool. Um and you talked about you you blew past the logistical nightmare of the 62 stores. Not everybody gets how hard it is to Operate, especially with a lot of different retail, big re- big box retail, because they have a lot of requirements. John, shipping on time and full. I mean, package sizes, package. I mean, you probably had to develop this custom package for Costco. I'm guessing. Like, who's doing all that? Do you have help now? You know, around these areas,
1: because it's a
0: lot. That's a lot of volume too.
1: Well, I wouldn't be here on a podcast talking to you now if I didn't have help, right? Like, I would. <laughs> you can I always I make 25 do- minutes. <laughs> Or I, yes, yes, I, I agree. I agree. But, um, you know, it's just like these emergencies that you have like, ah, this didn't work. Yes. Right. And I mean, we grew quite a lot, actually, with our team. We were in, in April 2020. We were just five people on our team. And since Monday, we're a team of 24. So I'm, I'm wow. just really, really amazing. grateful to have amazing people, like really top talent. And I learn every single day. That's how I set it up wasn't the right way. And that we need to change and optimize. And I love that because what do I know about operation and logistics? I never learned sure. it, right? I just figured it out. So getting smart people on board is just such a game changer. And I really appreciate it.
0: I love that. Wow. Um, um, I love to ask our guests two or three of their biggest lessons learned in growing the business. You've had many in um, the years you've been doing this. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen. What would be two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to them as you're thinking about maybe launching a brand or doing something similar?
1: Well, I'll stay with the people, right? Because I'm all about the people. I think he has a great team, but also something that we actually uh, had last in 2021. Uh, we brought in an advisory, advisory board just such great people that that have been there, right? And that that know more about something that you might not know is even coming to you next month. So just tap into that. Um, And another thing I've learned is also the way to receive that feedback. I think early on in the business, I was really receiving feedback as an attack, right? Like you're not doing this well. You don't know what this like... Whereas feedback is just, hey, I point this out because I think this is somewhere where you can improve. It's an opportunity. It's not to say you are right, you are wrong. It's what is right for the business. And don't get offended. Don't take it personally when somebody doesn't agree with you. Just figure out what is the right thing to do for the business. Um, and that's not always easy. Keeper.
0: You know what I mean? Especially when it's kind of your baby. You know what I mean? You've you've built this.
1: Yeah. So. I actually read an amazing book about that. It's called Radical Candor from Kim Scott. Strongly it for anyone that is building a team out there that is listening today. It's a game changer. Wow.
0: Really, really cool. Good advice. Um, I was going to close this out, but I got to ask you about one of your products here. Um, the French Toast Purse. I mean, like... <laughs> It's only twelve dollars. Like it looks so cool. Yeah, tell us about that. I just think that's such a unique. It's like off. (laughs) You know what? It's
1: crazy, but our French toast—it's we launched in twenty twenty two, a bestseller, which is something that you don't say often or you don't believe often. I honestly believe it. It is so good. It's toast. You just put it in the toaster, you know, the one that goes up and down yeah. and enjoy it. <laughs> it's so moist and fluffy and yummy. Yum. It? Taking all the mess out of making French toast. And then we have at a trade show expo West in March yep, last course. year. Of course. And you know how everybody at trade show always gives swag? So there's tote bags usually, pens. Yes. Pins have been also very um in vogue, in vogue lately. Yeah. But we were like and stickers, lots of stickers, but we were like, we gotta do something different. <laughs> um, I won't take the credit, it wasn't my idea, but we found this amazing, we designed these amazing purses it blew our mind how excited people were about the purses it was just can i have one for my kids can i have one for my grandma can i have one oh my god like everybody needed the purse and so we brought more and our consumers saw them on instagram and social media and now they're just like can we have it so we just brought it on our website and uh they're really cool right i, I think it's very cool
0: them. i think it's very cool i have to say like i saw that and i was like oh that's her fashion design coming in here um that's very cool i love it and unique um expo west once again for those in the food space that you got to be there it's one of the yes. best, best places to network and build a brand um, get to know others in the space um okay anuk anuk share with our audience where they could find you connect with you buy product etc
1: so you can find uh, more information about our brands on belgiumvoice.com. Uh, you can reach me, uh, Anu Gutt-Lip on LinkedIn. And um, you can find our product in the dairy department. So next to eggs at Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, uh, specialty stores like Central Market um, and many more
0: not the frozen section uh this has been so great to have you i can't wait thank to have you, you back on uh, down the road this has been just awesome i i'm still envisioning the coffee with the the cake <sighs> so on top good. i'll call it with the melted caramel that sounds amazing hey thanks for being here we got to have you back on down the road you got to come back and share more with us okay
1: thank you so much for having me and have a great weekend
0: the ContenderCast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com.